super kind of super whatever the infernal thing is. This is the Awesome Podcast, where each week we discuss, you guessed it, Disney. Things you know, things you don't know, and things you didn't know you needed to know. Well, as Walt would say, the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I can do this. Okay. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, mantengase alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard, Disney fam. Hello out there to all of our Disney family. We are so happy to have you on our show with us. My name is Chris. And I'm Kelly. And this week, we are looking at our sixth most popular episode as we do our best of summer. This one originally aired May the 23rd, honey. My birthday. Your birthday of 2021. Oh, I was so young. <laughs> I talked about the, uh, the mysterious Benedict Society uh, that was coming to Disney Plus, And you looked back at the terrifying extraterrestrial alien encounter. Yes, one of the defunct rides no longer at Walt Disney World. But I can remember riding it and feeling that that scary alien running around the, the cockpit with you and breathing on your neck and probably ripping somebody open and feeling their blood fall onto your face it was super scary yeah and i did eventually i liked the disney plus mysterious oh it was good it was very 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 good good. i thought it held true to the books and i thought it did thoroughly enjoyed it you know who else is going to enjoy it i hope all these people that listen to you talk about it i hope so (laughs) okay so i brought a book i'm ready for this prop (laughs) okay so i'm gonna read don't look don't look don't look don't look Okay, I'm going to read the back of the book. Don't look at it. It says, Are you a gifted child looking for special opportunities? Yes. When this peculiar ad appears in the newspaper, dozens of children enroll to take a series of mysterious, mind-bending tests, and you, dear reader, can test your wits right alongside them. But in the end, just four very special children will succeed. Their challenge? To go on a secret mission that only the most intelligent and resourceful children could compete. With their newfound friendship at stake, Will they be able to pass the most important test at all? Welcome to the Mysterious Benedict Society. Oh, boy. I'm going to just set this book here um, as a prop. Can I see it now? So, yes, you can see it now. We actually have the entire set. Okay. I'll bring those up as well. Okay. So, we've got the entire paperback set. So, the reason we're talking about the Mysterious Benedict Society is because it is an original series that will start streaming on Disney Plus June the 25th. Oh, really? Happy birthday to me. Yes. So, interestingly, this was originally developed for Hulu, and it announced it was moving to Disney Plus in November of 2020. Very easy for them to do since they own all that. Yes. Uh, It's based on the book series by Trenton Lee Stewart. And I'm going to give you a one-sentence thing. What I read initially was the back of book number one. Okay. I'm going to give you a one-sentence plot, and if we have time, I'll go into a little bit more detail. Placed undercover at a boarding school known as the Institute, a group of orphans must foil a nefarious plot with global ramifications while creating a new sort of family along the way. Um, one of the just side note here one of the executive producers Jamie Tarsus also helped develop Friends and Frasier Um, unfortunately she passed away from a cardiac event last fall she was only 56 just a quick shout out to Jamie she broke the glass ceiling for a female TV executive she was the first woman to run a network entertainment division and she was president of ABC Entertainment at age 32 Oh my gosh. So she Man. shattered that ceiling at a young age. I feel, and I hear stuff like that and I feel like such a waste. 
So good job, Jamie. Let's just celebrate Jamie instead of dogging on ourselves. These are middle grade novels. That means they're targeted towards like fourth to eighth grade. Oh, um, right in my wheelhouse. With a very lemony snicket vibe. Won tons of book awards. Uh, but apparently it also has very strong moral lessons as well. So the cast I do love. So first of all, the books are very diverse. The okay. the um the, the folks in the book, the characters are diverse. It describes them. Um, and so I think the casting was done really well. Okay. But So let me tell you a little bit about who is in it. So the first season that will come out on June 25th is eight episodes. Uh, I don't know which book it's going to be doing. Obviously, it can skip around, creative license or what have you. Um, but it does look like there'll be more than one series, or at least they're s- setting it up that way. Good. I like that. So the eight episode first season stars. Tony Hale, Kristen Shaw, Ryan Hurst, Mame Yaboafo, I'm so sorry, Gia Sandu, Seth Carr, Emmy De Oliveira, Mystic Incho, and Marta um, Timofeva. And she actually changed her name. She is Marta Kessler now. So in any case, I want to give you a little bit of background on each of these, um, especially the children in this series, because I think they're really going to make it. So the first one is Rainy Muldoon. And this one is... That's the character's name? That's the character's name. Mystic Inshow is going to be playing Rainy Muldoon. So Rainy is an 11-year-old boy living at Stonetown Orphanage. He is talented at problem solving, logical deduction, and perceiving people's emotions. Uh Rainy looks between the lines, observing and questioning, and solves most problems by looking for a puzzle within the situation. (laughs) I like that. Right. So these kids are unique and smart in very um, unexpected ways, Uh is what I'll say. The next one is Seth Carr, and he is Sticky Washington. So Sticky is an 11-year-old bald, tea-skinned boy, is how he's described. He has a great memory. Everything sticks in his head, which is where he gets the nickname, and a talent for reading quickly. He is timid and nervous and resorts to polishing his glasses in stressful situations. He ran away from his parents because they forced him into an academic competition and he thought they no longer wanted him around. I would like to just take a moment and say that does not make Sticky an orphan. (laughs) (laughs) It makes him a missing child. (laughs) Um, Potentially a kidnap victim. But whatever. Um, we're going to, we're going to go with this orphan thing, but according to this, he's not an orphan. He's a runaway. Um, Kate Weatherall, she is played by Emmy de Oliveira, 12 year old girl who is sporty, dexterous, strong, creative, cheerful, and optimistic. After being orphaned, she ran away to the circus. She has blonde hair, blue eyes, and fair skin. She carries a red bucket containing various items, which she thinks are useful, including an army knife flashlight, a pen, a rope, a bag of marbles, a slingshot, a spool of clear fishing twine, a horseshoe magnet, and a spyglass disguised as a kaleidoscope. It does absolutely feel very lemony snicket. It feels very lemony snicket, doesn't it? Kate's mother died when she was a baby and believes her father left her when she was young because of her mother's tragic death. So again, we don't necessarily know that she's an orphan. She loves to call herself the great Kate weather machine. <laughs> That's great. Constance Contraire. This is Marta Kessler. So I introduced her as Marta with a different last name, and that's because she is from Russia. 
Marta is from Russia. Um, She is small, extremely intelligent, and a stubborn girl. She has the ability to write clever and brutal poems, and her ultra-sensitive mind is most affected by the whisperer, which I will explain in just a bit. So then you've got the good guy. This is the guy that's running the that has recruited them. Okay. His name is Mr. Nicholas Benedict. He's Tony Hale, also known as Forky in Toy Story 4. Oh. Among other things. Uh, right. He's got a long sure, line. That, yeah. That but I just thought name. the Forky thing was really that's interesting. Cute. He's a middle-aged man who recruits the children. He is the one who discovered the plans of his identical twin brother. Remember, his name is Nicholas Benedict. His identical twin brother is named Ledroptha Curtin, from whom he was separated just after birth because their parents had died. Mr. Benedict suffers from narcolepsy, which causes him to fall asleep when experiencing strong emotions, usually laughter. So, for example, when he's laughing loud, he just... He's out. (laughs) I can already see this as being just hilarious. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, the bad guy. His identical twin brother. Naturally, Tony Hale plays both. Ah, Natch. Let Drop the Curtain is the antagonist of the story and the head of the Learning Institute for the Very Enlightened, L-I-V-E. And the emergency are his, I I did that in air quotes for the podcast folks, are his tools for creating mass panic and destabilizing the world's major governments. Wow. Mr. Curtin created the mind control and mind message transmitter device called the Whisperer, which utilizes children's minds to spread propaganda and subliminal messages through television as part of a scheme to usurp control of the entire world and be declared minister and secretary of all earth regions. M-A-S-T-E-R. He is also revealed to be Mr. Benedict's long-lost twin brother. He uses a modified wheelchair to get around and wears mirrored sunglasses in order to conceal his narcolepsy, which is triggered by anger as a foil to his twin's laughter-induced narcolepsy. It is so... <laughs> it, is, it sounds, you know... Sounds fantastic. It sounds very from the word awesome. go. Yeah, it really does. I love the creativity of all of this. So here's the plot from IMDb. Okay. After winning a scholarship competition, four gifted orphans are recruited by the peculiar Mr. Benedict for a dangerous mission to save the world from a global crisis known as the emergency in capitals. Rainy, Sticky, Kate, and Constance must infiltrate the mysterious LIVE Institute to discover the truth behind the crisis. When the headmaster, the sophisticated Dr. Curtin, appears to be behind this worldwide panic, the kids of the mysterious Benedict Society must devise a plan to defeat him. Now, that's the IMDb um, summary. Uh-huh. So that's what I expect to see in season one, Okay, which sounds a lot like book one here. So when does this start? June 25th. Oh, my gosh. I don't have any time, Disney time to read these. June 25th. I know. We just got them in this week. <laughs> I like it. That's a, I mean, I love that we've got these books. I know. I'm super excited about it. Um, and I will say, I, I glance through them. They are middle grade, but um, they're middle grade at... You think I like them? Like a Harry Potter level. Yeah. No, they're not They're not baby books. They're good books. Well, this is very interesting. I'm super excited about it. Yeah. Super excited about it. I think it. maybe we start this one tonight. You read me to sleep. Start tonight. reading that tonight? Uh-huh. You read that to me tonight. I'm in the middle of another book right now. Yeah, well, hello, when aren't you? And then I was going to read Princess Bride after that. (laughs) Okay, well, fine. I'll have this all to myself for a minute. (laughs) 
Well, that was awesome. I love that. Yeah. I cannot wait to, to read these and to see how they put it on screen. Yeah, I'm excited about it. So sometimes I do wish we would talk about what we're going to be talking about because this is a really tough turn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tough turn. Here we come. So recently, I don't know why I've been on this kick lately of reminiscing long lost, sometimes not too long lost attractions at Disney, but okay. here we are again. I was uh, listening to another podcast where they recently reviewed uh, the movie Alien, okay. and it made me think about, well, first of all, it made me think about the section of the great movie ride when we ride through oh, yeah, the Alien the section. Um, but then I thought about one of the most uh, uh, biggest cult following rides that Disney maybe has ever had. Sort of controversial, but absolutely, I loved it. Okay. This is the Extra Terror Restrial Alien Encounter. Did you ever ride this? I didn't. Did, did Stitch take over? Stitch it? took over. Okay. Yeah, the, the Stitch's Greatest Sig Ape took over. This I might location. have ridden it like once, and it, and and used a lot of the same trickery and and um, yeah, and special effects. Yeah, Stitch was terrifying. Oh, really? Stitch was terrifying. Okay, well, <laughs> that was one of the scariest rides ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, ma'am, it wasn't. The thing they had before that Alien Encounter was truly horrifying sometimes okay so so here's a summary this was a theater in the round theater in the round style attraction um that that brought guests up close and personal with an alien mm-hmm. a vicious monstrous alien yes okay it opened for for previews only on december the 16th 1994 having replaced the old mission to mars ride okay did you ever ride that one did not ride that okay. one for sure it's going to be on a defunct ride. <laughs> defunct ride segment. Section one day too. It was then closed just a few weeks later, January 12th, um, for retooling because mainly because CEO at the time, Michael Eisner, didn't think it was scary enough. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. So it officially opened again on June 20th, 95, uh, in Magic Kingdom's new Tomorrowland. You remember when they did, they sort of revamped yeah, Tomorrowland. Yeah, it, it only lasted about eight years, which in Disney parlance, that's not a very long run not, for something, no. especially for a ride of this caliber. Uh, it closed for good on October 12th, 2003, and then it was replaced the next year by Stitch's Great Escape. Mm. Okay. So here's the ride. It had two pre-shows um, where leaders and scientists of Excess Tech uh, explain what we're going to see, which is a demo of their new technology uh, a teleportation device okay. in this, in this environment, we've got people living in uh, on other planets and we are now testing the ability to teleport from planet to planet. Excess okay. tech. Their tagline was something along the lines of, if you can't do it with excess, don't do it at all. Which is cute. <laughs> That's great. Um, so we're strapped in this, in this, Round theater, mm-hmm. strapped in, strapped. L- you've literally, got, you've got bars strapped over in. you. Yes, yes, you're strapped in. And there, these monitors up in the ceiling are showing the scientists that are on a planet across the galaxy, and they're going to teleport one of us to them. Okay. But at the last minute, one of the scientists decide, you know, no, 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 we're going to just go ahead and teleport me from here to them. 
But something, of course, goes wrong. Uh-huh. And instead of teleporting him to us, they teleport a vicious alien monster from another planet to us. Yeah. As soon as it, the smoke clears, he goes berserk and busts out of his cylinder that's in the middle of the room. Mm-hmm. All the power goes out. Mm-hmm. A live cast member starts walking around the top scaffolding with a flashlight saying things like, don't worry, everybody, we'll have the lights back on shortly. And just about that time, that cast member gets attacked by the alien. And all this screeching and noise and the cast members, this, this blood-curdling scream. And that's when you feel warm liquid fall on your face. <laughs> now, people over the years have said uh, that that feels like the animal, the, the alien's saliva or... Um, I always thought it was the cast member's blood. <laughs> I would have. That's when you described it. I assumed it was the blood. Yeah, that's what it felt like. And then the alien. So the is, cast member legit screams. The legit screams. Okay. And then they use this binaural sound system where you could hear things going from left to yes. right and right to left. So creepy. And the alien's running around the room. Your chair's rumbling. Like mm-hmm. you can feel him running behind you. Mm-hmm. But then he's. It all gets quiet. Oh, you also hear like other guests on the ride screaming because you think mm-hmm. that they're being killed by the animal. Now you put that in air quotes, but I have heard other guests do scream. Other guests absolutely scream, <laughs> but there are, there are clearly like recorded okay. Met, okay. like things that are, people are saying. Okay. And then, then the ride sort of gets quiet and dark again. And you literally feel the animal, the alien lick the top of your head. No. And then you feel, his hot breath on your neck. <laughs> That's usually when people pee a little bit. And then somehow they, they get the animal back into the center cylinder and they destroy it with one final air blast. And I feel like I remember blood to the face. <laughs> blood to the face. That's what I feel like. And then they open up the doors and you walk out. Run out you, you, for your you life. Run out. It was horrifying. People told stories. You know, there were all these stories of people having heart attacks on it. I remember my grandmother, God bless her, absolutely loved every minute of that ride. Oh my goodness! She I could, that is such had a, a blast. Thing. I could see that. So, so it was crazy, cool, like technology. But so, but that was never the original idea. The original idea, Michael Eisner legitimately wanted to bring the Alien movie franchise into the Magic Kingdom. Okay. And so they were going to do... Is that a Disney franchise? It's it's not. But although I think Aliens was maybe 21st, 20th Century Fox, which is now owned okay. by, but okay. at the time, not so much. It was going to be a dark ride shooter game, okay, where you were riding through the Nostromo spaceship from the original Alien movie, and you would shoot those aliens from that movie. They sort of split that idea up. They didn't like it. They thought it was too scary. Plus, it was it was an R-rated movie. And at the time, they had a rule of thumb that they would only bring in attractions for movies from G through PG. Although they've had a couple of PG-13 movies now that have made attractions in Disney parks. The shooter portion of it became Buzz Lightyear uh, Space Ranger Spin, uh, where we shoot and I beat you every time. So that was all one ride? Uh, well... No, not necessarily. They just said, well, let's do a shooter okay. and we'll put it over here and then we'll turn this into something else. In, I mean, that little side space. sidebar comment that you made right there, I want you to know that I heard it. Okay, well. The whole, that I beat you every time? Truth. So You cheat every time? So once they decided, okay, this is not going to be an alien movie franchise attraction. How much time I got? You're good. Uh, 
they decided like we got to create a whole new story then it's got to be a new story they got george in fact they had to use george lucas to convince michael eisner not to do alien okay their movie franchise so george lucas came up with a whole new story for this ride this is not what they went with but it's very similar okay just this is george lucas's take on it okay XS Tech has opened up their space labs to the public to show off their new technology, this teleportation device. What we don't know is this is actually a trap. What they really want to do is test the destructive nature of this alien they've got their eyes on. So they're going to put all of us in this room. They're going to teleport the alien in there, showing off their teleporter, but then they're going to be taking notes as they see how quickly the alien can kill all of us. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Right. So they teleport the alien in. He goes berserk and it's all crazy and he's breathing on us and all that fun stuff. But then the surprise, he's actually very intelligent and he knows what's happened. And so then the alien rescues us by killing some of the scientists in the room. We still get the blood on our face and he opens up the doors and the chair and the chair and lets us all out. And as we're walking out, we hear him taking his revenge on the, the scientist scientists. that brought him. Oh in. my goodness. <laughs> George Lucas is a freak. <laughs> <laughs> that is so dark. I know. Then that's what they decided. They decided that was dark. They felt like they could <laughs> they could dark. they could do they could add Let's a little just bit of kill a couple of cast members. They could add a couple they could make it a little more humorous and still kill some cast members. So that's what they went with. What I found amazing another thing I found amazing about this ride was the cast. Tim Curry was in it. Oh, I love Tim Curry. You love Tim Curry. The great, the late great Phil Hartman from okay. SNL. Okay. Kathy Najimy. I love Played Kathy one Najimy. of the scientists. Yes. Uh, Jeffrey Jones played the lead chairman. Okay. He was the bad guy in Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. He was also uh, the principal in Ferris Bueller. Okay. Kevin Pollack. That's right, he was. He was, I know. <laughs> I had to throw that in there for you. Kevin Pollack, you know who that is? Uh-uh. He plays one of the dads, not Miss Maisel's dad, but her ex-husband's dad okay. in Miss okay. Maisel. Okay. Along with a million other things he's been in. And Tyra Banks was in this thing. Wow. As a scientist, too. Yeah. Good cast. I know. I mean, I love that they would reach out and grab these big names to, to do some very recognizable faces. To be in such a dark, I'm, horrible ride. I know. I, it was an awesome ride. I was highly upset when they got rid of it. Really? I loved it. You I, and Gene liked it. Oh, my gosh. Gene loved it. <laughs> loved every second Gene, of it. I always knew she had a bit of a dark oh, streak. Oh, man. That, it was an awesome ride. I hate that they got rid of it. And I hate that they got rid of Stitch, no, too. No, I'm but. not sad about Stitch. I have not been on that thing in years. It was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, folks, that is it for this week's show. You know what to do now. Go out to your favorite uh, podcast uh, platform, subscribe, because then you don't have to worry about downloading those episodes. It comes to you automatically. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and uh, leave us a rating, leave us a review to get that word out there for about our show. Definitely. Um, and if you're looking for more things Disney, please visit scfadp.com. That's S for Super, C for Cali, F for Fragilistic, A for Awesome, D for Disney, P for Podcast. What you need to do this week is enter the contest. Yes. So if you haven't already done so, this stuff is up for grabs. We've got about two more weeks left on it. Make it happen. Yep, that's right. Follow us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at SCFADP. You can uh, subscribe to our channel on YouTube, Supercalifragilisticawesomedisneypodcast. 
And the more the merrier. Yes. With that, we hope to see, see you real soon. soon.